Hey, welcome to the Movement Podcast. My name is Holly Labby, and I'm one of the lead pastors here at Movement Church. And we are super excited about today's podcast for you. We have on the show Katie Beatland. She goes to Movement Church, and she actually leads our Connect team at Movement Church. And she does an amazing job, and her leadership is just so appreciated there. And I know the team loves her, and so we just couldn't be more excited to have her on the podcast today. We are going to be having a conversation about personal finances and stewardship. And, you know, Katie just has such wisdom about this. She is a former financial advisor, so she just brings a wealth of knowledge to this topic. And um, the conversation we're going to have is so rich and has so many uh, nuggets that have been super helpful for me and um, I know you're going to enjoy as well. We're going to be talking about you know, we're in this, we are in this COVID-19 season right now. And so personal finances are obviously a big thing on people's minds. And so we're talking about in this season, how do we go about uh, thinking about money? Um, What does stewardship look like? And how does faith and finances, how do those two topics collide? And so I know you're going to love this show today. And uh, I, I just am super grateful that you're here checking out the podcast. Welcome, Katie. We're so glad you're on the podcast today, and I am so excited about diving into this conversation with you. Yeah, I am happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about personal finances and stewardship today and how this season, you know, during the COVID-19 pandemic season, reflects and impacts our personal finances, and I know you're going to give us some great content on that today. (laughs) Yeah, I'm really excited. This is something that I'm super passionate about. Obviously, personal finances play a huge part, not only into our everyday lives, but also into our faith journey and, you know, our partnership with God and really how we live life on a day-to-day basis and how we learn to trust him and trust him with our finances. That is so good. You know, I'd love to start off this conversation today with you by having you just give us a little bit of background on you. Like, where are you from? Uh, what do you do for work and where is God, uh, where's God working in your life right now? Yeah, I originally grew up in Madison and moved to Eau Claire for college and just decided to stick around after graduation. Um, and I really love it here. Eau Claire has been the community that I didn't know that I needed. That's for oh. sure. And I really like the the people here and really just the, the entire attitude about, you know, like life here. It's not too fast. It's not too slow. Um, everyone's really friendly, obviously, and the community is really tight knit, which I really liked and which decided to make me stay. And, uh, so I am currently working at Excel Energy, um, and I work with businesses to help them basically utilize their efficiency and make sure that they're, uh, hitting the standards that they need to hit in order to either gain accreditation or earn money back on their utility bills and that kind of thing. I, uh, When I first graduated from college, I started with Thrivent Financial and became a licensed financial planner. And that really took me through an interesting, I guess, season in life because it was a season where I was really passionate about what I was doing, um, but it definitely made me struggle more. And Mm -hmm. through that struggle, I definitely learned that my identity is in God and it's not in anything like a job or income or anything like that. And so walking through that season and realizing that where my passion is, is really helping young people 
and, you know, people who are just getting started in life, whether it's at a new job or in a new season of their life, um, Mm. really make things work best for them, set up the practices and get the processes in place to allow them to succeed and really have those skills and the basic skills, especially that, you know, not everybody has, you know, they're not taught that from the beginning. And Mm. so really teaching them to manage their money and be able to trust God with it in order to excel in their other places in life, you know, in relationships and in their jobs and really be able to have that stability that allows you to live like no one else. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think like in the world of finances and personal finances, it's something that we talk in seasons like this a lot about the economy, but, um, being able to have some conversations about people that are listening to this podcast right now, they're thinking, what does this mean for me? And, um, so as we're diving in, like, what are you personally processing about your personal finances and this season of COVID that maybe can give us an insight into, you know, how to process through this? I mean, for me personally, I'm thinking a lot about preparing for the worst, basically. Um, that's where my head has been at. That's where I'm putting all of my effort into is really making sure that if, you know, something happens where I lose my job or if something happens where I cannot, you know, make the income that I need, whether that is if I lose my job or if I unfortunately contract, you know, COVID-19 or some other disease, if there is something that hinders me from making an income that I'm protected in that sense um, and that I am prepared for it both emotionally, physically, financially, all of the above, Um, And so for me, what that looks like is making sure that I have an emergency fund in place um, and making sure that I have liquid cash that's available for me to use if the need were to be there. Um, You know, that means that you're protecting the four walls of your budget, which is your food, your shelter, your clothing, and your transportation. Obviously, transportation isn't as important right now because nobody's actually going anywhere. Um, But it is important to be thinking about as soon as quarantine is lifted, you know, people are going to want to go places. People are going to want to see things and get out of their homes. And so for me, it's it's thinking about, okay, well, my car is going to need an oil change and blah, blah, blah. And thinking about those things that are down the road, but still considering it in your in your finances. Um, And I think it's also a time for me personally to look at my own budget and realizing just exactly where I've been spending my money because now that we're all quarantined in our homes and with very limited access to pretty much anything except for, you know, food delivery, groceries, um, and so on and so forth, you're realizing, you know, how much of your money you're not spending on other things, you know, making a, a quick trip to the to the grocery store or to Chipotle or something like that isn't really an option because you know, you take into consideration the the greater good of the society and just making sure that you're doing your part to help stop the spread. So I think personally, this is an opportunity for me to look through my statements, you know, through for my bank and really just realize where I was spending a ton of money that I'm no longer spending that money yet and realizing, okay, well, that's obviously not a necessity in my life moving forward. <laughs> Right. That's so good. And so I love how you kind of said, you know, um, preparing for the unexpected. And then also Mm -hmm. this other hand of the conversation is, you know, really believing and trusting God. And I think like 
in the church, um, when we talk about stewardship, I think that that really means personal finances, running your personal finances in a God honoring way. And so, Mm -hmm. and I love that you're part of our movement family. And I think that you bring such um, a rich wisdom about how to continue to spend and use money um, in the way that God designed it. I'd love to hear you kind of talk about that and faith and the theology of money. Yeah. Stewardship is a complicated topic because it's not something that's talked about a lot in a detailed sense. People just kind of say, oh, well, you should steward your money well, you know, and just kind of leave it at that. It's not something that is necessarily broken down and especially not in a 2020 kind of world. Hmm. Um, And so when it comes to stewardship and managing your money in a God honoring way, um, you know, that means making sure that you're protecting your family, making sure that you're providing for those who you are responsible for, but then also realizing that it is still God's money that Mm -hmm. he has given to you, whether it is a lot right now or whether it is a little, it is something that we need to step up and say, Lord, this is yours. It's not Mm -hmm. mine. You have given it to me. And it's something that I can physically, tangibly give back to you and honor with the way that I spend it. Mm. And God can take struggles and use it to build our character and our relationship with him and financial struggles are some of the most painful, but most rewarding ways to discover God's provision in our lives. Wow! And I think that it's so important to realize that through the struggle, he's not just punishing you. He's not punishing the world economy. You know, he's Mm -hmm. not doing anything on purpose. He's taking it and using it to build your character and to build your personality and to build your relationship with him. Because ultimately when there's an abundance of something, you don't realize how much you have, whether it is money or relationship with people. Yeah. You, you don't realize how much you take it for granted. And so some of these struggles that people are going through, whether it means, you know, that their hours have been cut or they have been completely laid off or furloughed, um, that's, it's using, God is using it to build character and to build mm. your resilience. Yeah. And it's not the most popular way <laughs> to learn those things. The hard lesson is never easy to learn, but it is something that, you know, we have to trust him in and move forward knowing that he, he is on our side. He does not want the worst for us. I love that. And, and I think something that you said that really stood out to me was when you mentioned that in those hard seasons, it's almost like we get to see a picture of who we really are and how we really Mm -hmm. think about it. You know, when you have um, seasons of excess, whether it's financially or even like taking for granted being able to go out to dinner with your family in this season, um, you know, you don't really get to see, uh, you just keep going on autopilot. But in seasons Mm -hmm. where we have to be really intentional, there is this aspect of getting to figure out who really am I and what do I really value? So I love that you said that. And I would love to kind of hear you process as you talk about stewardship. What is, I guess, what are some things that come to mind? How do we live in a season of good stewardship with our personal finances? Yeah, most definitely. I think first and foremost, we have to choose contentment over anything else. I think that we have to realize that what we have is enough, whether it is a lot or whether it is a little. 
especially if, you know, things are tight right now and you're realizing that there isn't the ability for you to go out and do some of the things that you want to do or spend the money that you want to spend. I think realizing what you have is the most important and just taking in and building up your gratitude for that Mm. and just realizing that this is what God has already provided me and I'm going to, you know, be grateful for it and consider, you know, what the next thing is in another time. Right now I'm choosing to be content. I'm choosing to be grateful for what I have and whether that, like I said, whether it's a lot or a little, there's all different kinds of people who see value in a little versus seeing value in a lot. Hmm. Um, and I think that's one of the main ways that we can really practice stewardship in this time is just being grateful for what we have and not always looking for the next best thing, you know, not always thinking, okay, well, if I can't have this, then I'm going to have that. And if I can't have this, then I'm going to, you know, do this instead. Um, Hmm. and just making sure that, you know, you just continue to steward what you have well. That's so good. And it's almost like we have a chance to build up some, it's almost like we get to redefine um, our habits, our spending habits and kind of put down, man, what do I want this to look like even after this season of Mm -hmm. quarantine and self um, isolation? And I I just had this like vision of like people, the day that the quarantine's lifted, people going out and like (laughs) buying new cars, spending money on all this stuff. But like, man, if we get to use this season to really continue to have God shape the way that we see money and the way that we see Mm -hmm. um, the things that we have in our bank account now and trust God with that, that that will continue to build really good habits for us as we continue out of this season even. Most definitely. I think it would be super easy for all of us once the quarantine is lifted and everyone's you know, back outside and in their regular routine, it's going to be so easy for us to fall back into the habits of Mm. spending unnecessary money. And, you know, just, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm going to celebrate when this whole thing is over. I'm going to (laughs) be so excited. And there is going to be a time where everybody is just super happy to see one another. And we're all going to, you know, want to connect with people and go out to eat. But it's realizing that that is, you know, that's, that's just a little blip in the long scheme of things. Um, It's great to celebrate and you should most definitely do that, but in moderation, like with anything, because if you go too crazy, the ramifications are going to last much longer than just connecting with people again. And I think realizing that the habits that you put into place now and the commitments that you make to yourself right now, whether it's financially or emotionally or relationshiply or relationally, (laughs) (laughs) that you that you keep those commitments and you keep the intentions that you're making in this time, because this is clarity. I mean, people are seeing things for the first time in a while, you know, in the clear sense of this is what life is like without X. This is what life is like without this person. And so I think realizing that right now, this is, this is where we can see the most amount of change happen Mm -hmm. in our lives. That's so good. And as you were talking, you said, um, you know, even kind of figuring out what, what does this mean for me right now and going forward? What are some of those things, Mm -hmm. those clarifications that you would say, Hey, these are some things that we could learn in this season that will help us and set us up well for the next season, like some considerations for this quarantine time. Yeah. I think that 
I mean, if anything, this this whole season is definitely teaching a lot of people about having the extra savings in the bank that is there for emergencies um, and emergencies only. Like if something were to break, like let's say your fridge breaks down or if somebody were to lose their job or if you had to put your child into, you know, another type of daycare, whether it is taking them out of school and having somebody come and watch them while you're working from home and Mm -hmm. making those adjustments and having the liquidity to be able to do so without having to scramble and find another way to do it or put it on a card or, you know, Mm -hmm. without having to take those, the, the steps backwards versus using what you have in place. And so I think that's one thing that a lot of people are realizing right now is the the essential excuse me <laughs> the need for the emergency fund and so how would you say savings. yes that's so good so how would you say um one like someone that's listening to this podcast and they don't have that emergency fund mm-hmm. built up what are like two things they can do this week that would help set them up on that path for sure i think one thing would be to um I mean, obviously cut down on your spending if possible, which a lot of people are doing right now, but realizing where you can cash in um, on your budget, where the wiggle room is, um, whether it's in eating out or subscriptions or whatever those reoccurring charges are, those can add up pretty quick. Um, And the second thing would just be getting rid of unwanted stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Dave Ramsey always jokes about having a garage sale. Um, And while we can't necessarily do that right now because of the quarantine and the self-isolation, I think that, you know, Facebook Marketplace can come in a huge play Mm -hmm. to that. Mm -hmm. Um, You're spending all of this time in your house. You're realizing that there is stuff sitting in boxes that you haven't opened since you moved. Or, you know, there's that one thing that has been sitting in your closet for so long that you could definitely get rid of. Um, And just, you know, finding little ways to accumulate that cash and then putting it in a place where you're not going to be able to touch it. I think that's Mm -hmm. a huge step number three is making sure that that money is only accessible in a true emergency. Um, And that's something that I have put into place for myself because I love spending money. Um, I have an emergency fund at a completely separate financial institution that I can only get through, you know, through like an ACH transfer or actually physically going to the bank and getting the cash out. Um, And I think that's a huge step because as soon as you put that money into something that is hooked up to a card or a checkbook or your Venmo account, I think it's, so much easier to access and you can just, Oh, I, I'll just use this really quick and then I'll replenish it. Mm. But in all reality, the, the replenishment isn't there. And so I think having that separation is a huge, huge step as well. That's really great. I love that. So as we uh, kind of close up this conversation, I would just love to hear if there's any um, really practical thoughts, you know, you are in the financial sector and being able to like kind of be in conversations with people or with um, even emails or news articles, I'm sure that you're uh, getting a lot of good information from. What are some things that we could um, be thinking about that would be helpful for us in this season? If this season does last a month or two, how, uh, what are some things that we could be processing that would help us? For sure. I think um, first, first things first, we still have to consider the extra 
little tidbits that you're going to be needing while we are in this season of quarantine and self-isolation. You know, while we might not be getting dressed up to go out for brunch or dinner for Easter, there will probably still be Easter baskets in your house and eggs to die and, you know, little things like that that you know, you should take that into consideration for your budget. And obviously people are buying more groceries right now because you're staying in and cooking for most meals other than, you know, the occasional delivery or pickup um, when it comes to fast food and that kind of thing. So, you know, just taking into consideration those higher grocery expenses. Mm. Um, A lot of people are adding on subscriptions right now, like Netflix and Disney Plus and Hulu and Amazon. Guilty. (laughs) I mean, it's great. I mean, if I had children, that is for sure what I would be doing. Um, No shame about it. Like I would be adding all of that and taking in all the extra content that I can. But, you know, that is something that, you know, maybe you sign up for the 30 day trial because between now and in 30 days, you'll have watched everything on Netflix. That's a great tip. making (laughs) Making sure that you, you know, put in a calendar reminder to cancel that to make sure that your card isn't charged and so on and so forth. Um, so those are some practical steps, you know, right here, right now, just a couple of things just to take into consideration, looking further into the future. I think that, you know, if you are making extra debt payments right now, especially on something like student loans or a car loan or a mortgage, I think now is the time, unfortunately, to take your foot off the pedal a little bit Hmm. and use that extra money that you would be putting into your debt towards your emergency fund. If you don't have a fully funded emergency fund, like Dave Ramsey says, that three to six months, you know, you don't necessarily need to fund it right now. Um, but taking into consideration that the debt will definitely still be there when the, the crisis is over. Um, whereas, you know, if you were to lose your job or if, you know, your spouse were to lose their job, Mm. having that extra cash as, as a backup is more important than paying down that debt at this time. So I would highly recommend erring on the side of financial security and putting any extra income into savings. And then, you know, looking ahead even further as far as retirement goes, um, we're in a bear market right now, which basically means that the market is down. Um, This is a great time to be investing, but keep in mind that you should not be investing over and above what you have. You shouldn't be Mm -hmm. taking your emergency fund. You shouldn't be taking any extra cash that you've allocated for something like an emergency or something like, you know, if you were to lose your job and putting that into retirement because that would basically it would put you in a good spot in the long run, but in the short run, if something were to happen to you, you know, you're looking at more financial strain right now. And so I think that that's something that if you, you know, have the ability to make a wiggle room in your budget and you have the ability to, you know, contribute an extra percentage at work into your Mm 401k or 403b, if you have that ability, then you can do that. Definitely. Um, Or let's say you got your tax return and you want to take a small chunk of it and put it into retirement. I definitely think that that's a good idea because you will see the returns in the long run. But just keep in mind that if you don't have an emergency fund, that emergency fund and that short term liquid cash is going to be more important than having that long term Hmm. gains, I guess. Yeah, that's really good. And one thing I love about Dave Ramsey is he talks about how you've got to know where every single dollar is going. 
Otherwise, mm-hmm. you'll oh, yeah. get month to month and you'll just be like, what on earth happened to all my money? And even with these stimulus yeah. checks coming in, like that might be something that we could use that as a, as a moment of like practice. Okay, where is this money going to go? Where is this money not going to go? And really taking mm-hmm. that as, um, okay, h- how can we use this to kind of jumpstart this next season for our own personal finances? And yeah. Katie, I would love, I know that um, you've been through Dave Ramsey, you've taught Dave Ramsey. And for those who are part of movement or who listen to this podcast, I know that um, even a one-on-one conversation with you might be beneficial, even though we can't gather and oh, do Dave sure. Ramsey together. What What would you say to those people? I would say, please reach out to me um, because I am more than willing to have a conversation with you and practically walk through you know, what this looks like for you and, you know, what kind of steps you can take. Um, You know, maybe you're in between a rock and a hard place. We can figure out what that will look like. And I think that having that conversation and realizing what needs to be put in place for the future once everything, quote unquote, goes back to normal. um, I think that having that conversation is the first step to really gaining financial security and living in a Christ-centered financial world, because as soon as you're able to take those steps and, you know, move forward in bettering your own financial life, I do believe that, you know, God will recognize that and be able to continue to bless you with more. And I think that that's a really big step in our faith walk as well as being able to put it into the hands of Jesus and be like, Jesus, I trust you with Mm. what I have now. And, you know, I trust you with what is going to happen in the future. Um, So having that conversation is definitely step one. I think that, you know, if people are interested in taking Dave Ramsey, he has a really great like 14 day free trial right now where you can go online and view all of his Financial Peace University videos for free for 14 days. Wow, Um, that's awesome. It's fantastic. It's nine lessons and it goes goes through everything from personal budgeting to paying off debt to mortgages and retirement and, you know, and beyond and being generous once you've worked through all of it and you don't have any debt and you have your emergency fund in place. I think that is a great tool that I think everyone who needs it or thinks that they might need it or thinks that they know someone who might need it should take advantage of immediately just because his knowledge, while it is what seems like common sense, the steps that he lays out for you, they work. The process works. Um, and, you know, he doesn't sugarcoat things, but I think that that is just as important now as it is at any time, because right now we're realizing that life isn't sugarcoated and that yeah. there isn't, you know, uh, an emergency fund out there for us that we haven't prepared. So wow. that's great. And if you would like to connect with Katie, we'll totally um, put it in the show notes on how you can connect with her. Katie, I have loved hearing your thoughts on all of this. You are wise beyond your years and you're such a great friend. And I'm so glad that we've been able to have this conversation. I know it will be beneficial um, to people that are listening and it was super beneficial to me. So thank you so much. And uh, thank you to all the people who listen to Movement Podcast. We love you and tune back in for the next episode.